1: Welcome to another episode of the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. In Nashville, Tennessee, I'm the professor, Matt Perkins. And joining me from his humble abode up in the Windy City, it is uh, our friend on a, another trip down college football memory lane today, uh, our intrepid blogger from Big Ten Accounting, Josh Cook. It's great
0: to be here. Uh, I cannot believe it's April 7th and Chicago is still in the
1: 30s well guess what it's in the 30s here in nashville today and i'm going to watch davis cup tennis after we do this outside at belmont so i am going to be bundled up for sure yikes you, you admit to watching tennis Oof. so anyhow josh uh explain to the lovely listeners what we're doing today uh their podcast what else
0: Uh, Talking about football. Okay, well. Uh, No, I think what you wanted me to do is say that uh, this is another installment of our short punt series. Uh, These are funny stories or off-the-beat stories or just totally random stories related to college football, sometimes uh, really clearly, sometimes in a tangential way. But uh, we do it as a uh, a homage slash direct ripoff of Our favorite podcast, The Dollop. But um, again, imitation is flattery. And also, The Dollop has done like almost 350 episodes and they've yet to do one about football or
1: college football. And I don't think there's a monopoly on storytelling. No. So
0: I I think we're fine. You know, if we were trying to do like political stuff or stories from history like The Dollop was, I think we would then run into some trouble. But I I think we're staying on our uh, little podcast highway lane just well
1: let's uh let's stay on that pie uh, on that lane josh it's gonna get uh last time might have been a bit of a roundabout way to get there the last time i talked to you about it when we started with uh when we started with bands of janissaries uh we're just gonna get right into it but i'm gonna start with an open-ended question how do you feel about trophy games
0: Who boy um I am mixed. I think that there are some amazing ones, and there are some nice historic ones. And then there's, like, the land-grant trophy between, like, Penn State. In and Michigan State. It's State that is ugly as an ass. Uh, there is the Heartland Trophy between Iowa and Wisconsin, which was a perfectly fine – Secondary rivalry for both teams, Uh, and then they added the Merrill Lynch Bowl trophy to it, and now it feels actually cheapened. And then, of course, the square peg and round hole trophy games—Nebraska's with Iowa and Wisconsin—have been abject failures. So it's a—it's a scale. I don't want to give a blanket statement and say I I oppose all trophy games. Um, You know, I just think trophy needs to at least be pre nineteen. Seventy, how about that.
1: Okay, well, none of the trophies we're talking about today, I think, really predate, are uh, really come after nineteen seventy. But the reason I asked, though, is I'm going to give you a fun fact, Josh. Did you know that the Grey Cup was, in fact, originally a collegiate trophy, not the CFL trophy? That is news to me. All right, uh, it was given to the winner of the annual game between the University of Toronto and Queens University. This goes back to 1909. That mm. makes it the longest active trophy played for annually in North America.
0: Nice. Now, did uh, did those two colleges play CFL rules, or
1: this AFL? was? This was back in. We'll get there here in a second, but um, what what they did they often we're going to go to the history. But the reason I ask is because we're heading north of the border today to talk U Sports football, aka Canadian college football, uh, which I did not know existed. All right, glad to hear it. Josh first played at the University of Toronto in 1861. Uh, the first Canadian, uh, the roots of football in North America actually come from Canada. The first Canadian team to play one of their counterparts from the States was a McGill squad that played Harvard starting in 1874 in Montreal. The Crimson played nine times up in the province of Quebec between 1874 and 1881 and compiled a lovely 8-0-1 record against uh, the, against McGill and other local football clubs. Naturally, yep. Michigan uh, twice went to the province of Ontario in the 1880s to uh, whip up on those uh, boys from the north. Perfect. More, more recently, uh, the last time, though, that we had an American school uh, play a Canadian school was October 1st, 1954, when, uh, want to take a guess of what school played uh, a Canadian school?
0: I'm going to say, uh, SUNY Buffalo went just across the river. 19, uh,
1: 1954. In fact, it was Eastern New Mexico who no longer has a football team. That was actually my second guess. Uh, my gut said uh,
0: my gut said Buffalo. My heart said Eastern New Mexico, but that happens.
1: Uh, Josh, they beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame of Wilcox, Saskatchewan. <laughs> uh, in a in 19 to six contest played in Regina.
0: Regina, that is a, I don't actually
1: know how to. I, I I think it's Regina.
0: Yeah. No, that's a great score though. Nineteen to six. That's kind of a weird one to get. Oh yeah. I'm so, sure. I'm sure if we looked at all the history of college football or NFL, nineteen to six finals have got to be in the minority.
1: Yeah. But. Nineteen is a little strange, but um. So, Josh, how many teams do you think currently play uh, Canadian college football?
0: Hmm. I'm going to say that there are 14 that
1: do it. 14. Wow. You are off. Uh, you, in fact, have cut it in half. Uh, as yeah. of today, there are 29 schools playing Canadian college football.
0: Well, if this was The Price is Right, I'd feel pretty good about that.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, it's not The Price is Right.
0: Yeah. So, well, I didn't, I didn't say 307. That's I couldn't given a terrible guess.
1: So, um, anyhow, uh, in the last 150 plus years, we've uh, taken a bit of a circuitous route to get to where we are today. Uh, The rules uh, of uh, of the game are the same as uh, CFL, um, and they have there's an annual CFL draft, Canadian College Draft, um, and it increasingly more and more has been feeding the CFL. Uh, the league in fact Uh, so um, as of right now these 29 teams are split into four conferences so let's take a look at these four conferences starting out west with the Canada West football conference perfect okay Josh uh, we've got one of the great things about our show is that we really love mascots right yes okay well this conference doesn't have the best mascot representation but I, I do want to get you excited um for a little bit later on in the show because they're going to be some some mascots that we're going to need to discuss a little bit okay so we're starting with the worst conference name-wise yeah, and definitely advancing towards more hilarious yes which in fact happens Perfect. to go geographically west to east
0: well you know what i mean you travel all that distance to canada you get there and you're setting up a school and you're just like you're a little tuckered out you don't want to spend too much time thinking about names.
1: Okay. So quick explanation, regular season in Canada, uh, it's eight to ten weeks, depends on the conference, and uh, you basically play conference play from end of August through uh, end of October, and most of your games are going to be in your conference. Um, and then you've got a a playoff format. Both con- Every conference has a conference playoff, and then there is a national playoff. So,
0: whoa, whoa, what? The- I mean, this
1: is anarchy. I mean, how do you not just pick four teams at random? <laughs> I mean, they used to there used to, in fact, be a committee for one of the trophies <laughs> that we will talk about a little bit later. But uh, they made <laughs> that back doing? in 1956.
0: Wait, I mean, what are the Canadians doing? This is anarchy.
1: I know, right? Well, Josh, we are starting in the Canada West Football Conference uh, annually. The Canada West Football Conference plays for the Hardy Trophy. Um, Perfect. Yes, the conference has recently been dominated by the Calgary Dinos. Uh, the, the Dinos. The Dinos. That's, you
0: said this was going to be a weak conference, and, and that's what bring I'm the
1: Dinos. I. That's what I'm saying, Josh. This is the weakest conference. And we're starting with the Dinos. It's, it only it only goes up from here. Good. So we've got the Calgary Dinos. Uh, they've won eight of the last ten Hardy trophies. Ooh. Uh, that gives the overgrown lizards a total of 17 in the history of their program. Um, however, the Saskatchewan Huskies hold the all-time lead with 19 conference titles with the Alberta golden bears and the university of British Columbia Thunderbirds uh, have between 15 and 18 Hardy trophies apiece, depending on how you feel about ties. <laughs> uh, the Manitoba bison uh, has won three of their 11 overall conference titles since the trophy moved to a playoff format in 1976.
0: Now, Matt, i got to interject. Are you sure that it's Bisons? Or are you sure it's not a North Dakota State situation where it's Bisons?
1: Uh, well, I'm not sure, so I'm saying Bisons because I think that North Dakota does it strangely. Um, but uh, Manitoba not been great recently since 1976. Again, only won three of their 11 overall conference titles. Uh, no, they're kind of They're kind of like, like Notre Dame. Yeah, okay, we, we can give them that. But uh, <laughs> Regina, uh, they won their one and only Hardy Trophy back in 2000 and are pre- perpetually the bottom of the list.
0: And we have found our Indiana of the Canada West Oh, uh, no,
1: no, no, hold that, sir. Hold that exact <laughs> thought. Hold, legitimately hold that exact thought. Um. Next, we're going to head to the Ontario University Athletics. Hmm. Josh, they play. For-
0: Actually, can I mention something about uh, University of Regina? Yes, you can. So, uh, sometimes on the shows, you and I like to take notes so we can uh, follow along and, and understand the story a little bit better. When oh, you mention the name of the conference, I, I popped it up into Wikipedia just real quick to learn a little bit more. And they have a very nice little chart of current members. University of Regina, I've never seen a school do this before. I've seen it with women's sports and the male sports. But University of Regina, they're the Cougars for all their sports, but football, where they're the Rams. Mm -hmm.
1: That is correct. I think I'll allow it. I kind of like it. I mean, I like the alliteration. I think they should just be the Rams for all their sports. Yeah. Cougars is Rams is I mean Rams is still relatively generic, but Cougars is even more generic. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow, let's move on to the Ontario University Athletics. They play for the Yates Cup, Josh. The Yates Cup, um, even older than the Grey Cup, the oldest existing trophy in North America, dating back to 1898. Um, older than the gray cup older than the little brown jug ironically the cup itself was actually donated by henry bridges yates spelled b-r-y-d-g-e-s who was a professor from mcgill mcgill not even in that league this league anymore Eh, it happens oua is far and away the largest conference in the country they have 11 teams
0: Ooh.
1: Uh, Western Ontario has the most Yates Cups. They've won 31, but the bulk of those uh, came in a very dominant two-decade run between 1979 and 1998. Uh, that sounds like
0: uh, Michigan hockey.
1: Yeah, there you have it. Uh, the Mustangs won 12 titles in 20 years. Ooh, um, it's, that, That's pretty dominant as far as runs go. Uh, both the uh, Toronto Varsity Blues... Um, excuse me? Yep. (laughs) Toronto Varsity Blues. Uh, Josh, how do you feel about Billy Bob Thornton movies? (laughs) I mean, they're a little hit or miss, but Varsity Blues is a classic. All right. All right. Uh, Do you have a, a, a favorite character from Varsity Blues? Hmm. I honestly love... It's not even in the movie, but I love
0: when Varsity Blues is used on The Office. So it's got... Or, uh, like sentimental value because of that <laughs> as a result. Um, but like, how can you go wrong with anything that uh, good old
1: Paul Walker's in? R.I.P. Yeah. Mean, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, Lance Harbor. Uh, yeah. Fantastic choice. Um, yeah. So anyhow, the Varsity Blues, uh, they, uh, them along with Queen's Golden Gales. <laughs> um, excuse me, you're going to have to repeat that one. Uh, that, that would be, uh, Queens, Golden Gales. The Golden Gales. Okay. Well, uh,
0: Minnesota, you're getting competition for worse use of golden.
1: Yes. Uh, Queens, Golden Gales. Um, they have, uh, each one, uh, you know, each have more than 20 titles. So Varsity Blues, Golden Gales, pretty historically good programs. Um, More recently, the McMaster Marauders, shout out Marauders, my high school mascot. Um, (laughs) They've won all seven of their titles since the turn of the century. Uh, Very similar to Hanover High School football, we have won all but two of our titles since the turn of the century as well. All
0: right, all right. No one cares, especially the people of
1: Lebanon. (sighs) Well, they just wish they had what we did. Um, The York Lions and Carlton Ravens uh, have never hoisted the Yates Cup Uh, Carlton was first in the league back in 1945 uh, but they took a solid 15 year sabbatical from the sport between nineteen ninety (laughs) and 2013 Um, so it's understandable that they don't, they haven't won the cup yet, you know, because they did take 15 years off and it's not like it's uh, the cup is, I mean it's old
0: but Purdue also is, uh, Purdue also took a few years off during the Daryl Hazel
1: well um, so you you know, that's bad but The York Lions, Josh, they are much, much sadder. Um, uh, They are the Kansas of U sports football without the Mark Mangino era to look back upon fondly. (laughs) They haven't qualified for the OUA playoffs. Not not the overall playoffs for all of Canada. Literally, they haven't qualified for their own conference playoffs where you need to be the top six in the conference. Just the top six (laughs) since 2004. And the only time, the only reason they qualified in 2004 was because there used to be, uh, before the league expanded, all eight teams made the playoffs every single year. So really, their last legitimate uh, time being in the top six, the top half of their own conference, is 2002, when they finished with their only winning record, record better than 500 since 2000, where they won five and three. Matthew. Josh, they're so bad they don't even have their own Wikipedia page. Well, here's the thing.
0: I did a quick search on them. I found their stadium, and I'm proud to announce that the York Lions Stadium contains a delightfully beautiful
1: track. Josh, I, I, I believe my work here is complete. I don't even have to do the rest of the show. <laughs> um, you're going places as I'm about to say them. <laughs> Yes.
0: yes. All right, I'll, I'll get off Wikipedia
1: then. I'm
0: um, so intrigued by Canadian football.
1: Well, uh, so again, Josh, if, if <laughs> that does not define them as the Kansas of Canadian football, I don't know what does. No. Oh. I mean, they it, should just change it to the Jayhawks. So, I mean, they're the Lions already. I mean, it's generic enough. Uh, let's go to our third conference, the Réseau du Sport Étudiant du Québec. Or yes. RSEC. R-S-E-Q.
0: <laughs> RSEQ.
1: They play annually for the Dunsmore Cup. The Dunsmore Cup? D-U-N-S-M-O-R-E, Dunsmore. Yikes. Uh, I might do a rewrite on that one. Yeah, well, in uh, what I suppose is a tradition in U sports football, the Dunsmore Cup itself was also donated to someone affiliated with the university that no longer plays for said cup. Perfect. Uh, In this case, it was Bob Dunsmore of Queen's University who, as you will recall, uh, played in the OUA. Well, they're just flip-flop trophies. Uh, That is a good question. Uh, The trophy, uh, despite having only been played for since 1980, has been given to the winner of quite a few different conferences in that time span. Josh, uh, the Québécois are some of the most wonderful people on Earth. Uh, One of their strengths, though, is not... Uh, keeping conference consistency. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Since 1980, uh, the Dunsmore uh, Trophy, or the Dunsmore Cup, I should say, has been given to the winner of the Ontario-Québec Inter-University Football Conference, the Quebec Intercollegiate Football Conference, the Quebec University Football League, and now finally the Réseau du Sport Etudiant du Québec. Hmm. Yeah, That's, that's, uh, that's... That's averaging changing conferences every six years. Yeah, that's that's less than ideal for uh having some good trophy cap. It's also really bad for branding. Just ask the big ten.
0: No, I think the big ten's doing great with our branding.
1: Yeah, well th- there's not ten teams, it makes it makes no sense. So at least they have
0: But we're big.
1: That's the point. The B one G?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: Um Josh but y- you know the the real reason I wanted to talk about u sports football in Canada in the first place is to uh you know demonstrate how much of a francophile I really am at heart. Um I can never resist the temptation to enunciate some excellent aigu. Um this year's winner of um oh Josh, I am so sorry. I completely skipped something. Um, but uh-huh. we, we need to circle back to the OUA uh, here in just a moment. Oh, okay. Um, but we're going to finish our sec first. All right. Um, this year's winner I, well, was I said in Post. Uh, <laughs> this year's winner was the Laval Rouge et Or. They have won a 13 of the past 15 titles.
0: And and what does
1: that translate into? You that L- Laval, Laval, red, and gold. Okay, that's kind of a cool name. Alright. Well, which is not to be confused with the Sherbrooke Vert et Or or the Sherbrooke Green and Gold, who also play in this conference.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know what? I think that's kind of unique to, to do the two colors because we've got like the Harvard Crimson um, you know, the Brown Browns, um, the Brown Bears, yeah, pretty sure it's Brown Browns, uh, <laughs> but Stanford Cardinal, I mean, it'd
1: be kind of cool if they, the if Chicago did, Maroons, yeah, if they did it in, uh, well, so we've, we've got two, um, the only team that's really put up any sort of a challenge to the Rouge et Or recently has it been the Montréal Carabin, um, Josh, you know what a no. Um, <laughs> it's cavalry. Uh, ca- oh. Cavalry is a cavalry. So the Montreal Cavalry uh, won titles in 2014 and 2015, and they have faced off with the luget in the past five title games. All right. Um, elsewhere in the conference, we've got the Concordia Stingers, um, the very unfortunately named McGill Redmond. Ooh, yeah. And the aforementioned Sher- Sherbrooke, Vert et Ur. All right. Okay. Um, and like I said, uh, Josh, they play for the Dunsmore Cup, uh, but it's the one of the younger trophies. Uh, we didn't go through the rest of the teams, though, in the uh, Ontario University Athletics. So a quick rundown for you, Josh. Uh, we start with the Windsor Lancers, um, right. Western Mustangs. All right. Waterloo Warriors, which I love the double – well, I love the <laughs> – Alliteration. Wilf- why, wouldn't, why wouldn't they be the Waterloo Battle Ofs? No, it should be the Waterloo Comma Battle Ofs. <laughs> um, the Wilfred Laurier Golden Hawks. Josh, you know who Wilfred Laurier is? Uh, yeah, it's a celebrity chef. Uh, I wish. Uh, no, uh, former Prime Minister of Canada. Oh, okay. Often considered the second greatest Prime Minister of Canada. Um, anyhow... Uh,
0: that feels like a pretty
1: bad back end at Compton, no it, it it's very true, but i mean he, he's never going to be able to compete with king so i mean King led them through uh their version of the depression and the second world war has it's, it's not going to happen sorry <laughs> um, Laurier though probably the greatest uh francophone uh the greatest francophone uh Prime Minister of Canada. Oh, he, naturally. Um, uh, we've got the Wilford Laurier Golden Hawks, the Gulf Griffins, Gulf Sped G U E L P H. It's got to be named after someone. Um,
0: Gregory Gulf. Yeah, I, we all know him. We don't need, we don't need to stand on Gregory Gulf.
1: Of course not. Of uh, course. Um, they,
0: one of they, the probably most famous Canadians.
1: Uh, they are uh, the Griffins. The Gulf Griffins. Perfect. Love it. Um, There's a lot of alliteration so far. Mm-hmm. Then the McMaster Marauders mentioned before, Toronto Varsity Blues, York Lions, Queens Golden Gales, the uh, Carlton Ravens, and the Ottawa GGS. Okay, uh, I'm G- curious how they got that name. Ottawa G E E dash G E E S. That is the Ottawa GGS.
0: Obviously, yeah, that's a weird one. <laughs>
1: Uh, yes, the, the Ottawa GD's football program, though, uh, one of the older ones in the country, uh, ongoing since 1881. Ooh, cool. Yeah, um, they have, you know, don't have a great record, only made, uh, the Vanier Cup Finals, uh, which is the national title game, uh, five times, um, um, and they won the national title twice, 1975 and 2000, lost in 70, 80, and 97, um, Uh, But they also have four Yates Cups and four Dunsmore Cups uh, because they've been in, again, a bunch of conferences. Conferences, not, um, you know, the most, um, uh, they're very fluid, I should say, up in uh, the, uh, uh, very fluid up there in Canada. Uh, But they do have a rivalry game, Josh. It's called the Panda Game.
0: Okay, love it.
1: Panda Game, they play against the Carlton Ravens every year. The uh, first time this game was contested, 1955. Carlton won 14-6. to six. Um, The trophy, Josh, is Pedro the Panda. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> His name is Pedro. <clears throat> it is unclear to me. How did it get the name Panda Game? Um, how did it get the name Panda Game? Yeah. Um, it was to promote... Uh, a, it was a uh, originally... Uh, Brian McNulty, a University of Ottawa student um, and editor of their student paper, uh, wanted to beef up the rivalry between uh, Ottawa and Carleton. They are, you know, relatively close to each other. Um, and he asked, uh, you know, uh, a local shopkeeper, Jack Snow, um, and they gave a stuffed panda named Pedro to be used as a GG mascot. Like, All right because they had not adopted what is now the mascot, their actual mascot, which is a horse. Um, McNulty, um, who was the student from Ottawa, uh, convinced the shopkeeper to put the panda in the front window, um, and then he organized what he called a panda napping. (laughs) A ritual in which Pedro would be stolen from each campus in various ways. Panda napping uh, has continued over the years to the point where major vandalism was involved and jeopardized the game's future. (laughs) Um. So uh, it is one of the most well-known uh, Canadian football games, um, and one of the best attended. Uh, one year reaching sixteen um, <laughs> so, thousand. Is uh, fabulous, fabulous game there for the GGs. Uh, so I got a quick question: the
0: uh, pro baseball in Japan they say is like between AAA and the majors. Uh, where's Canadian football? Is this like
1: naiad D one D three D three d two okay yeah. uh, D three uh somewhere between D three and D two okay um, That's good to know has anyone yet made the NFL from one of these institutions Oh yeah absolutely yeah there are a couple guys drafted every year okay um late later rounds um typically offensive and defensive linemen okay uh skill position players almost never. Well, because, I mean, they bulk up on all that poutine. It makes sense. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, um, finally, Josh. If a, if a team
0: has five offensive linemen from Canada, can they please be the Canadian Mounties as, like, their nickname, like the purple people eaters and stuff mm-hmm. like
1: that? Well, uh, it's funny that you mentioned the Mounties, Josh. Uh, our next conference, the Atlantic University Football Conference. Josh, they play for the Jewett Trophy in the Loney Bowl.
0: <laughs> it's the Loney Bowl.
1: The Loney Bowl. Um, it is the only trophy game that is uh, played for at um, um, at a particular uh, that has its own game name. Um, And the Loney Bowl uh, is, like I said, the site for the Jewett Trophy. Historically, it's been the Huskies of St. Mary's and Halifax that have dominated the Loney Bowl. They have the most appearances, 31, and wins, 24. Acadia, from Wolfville, Nova Scotia, this past year's champion, is tied with the St. Francis Xavier X-Men. Yes, the X-Men. Josh, you know what what town uh, St. Francis Xavier is in? I'll even give you the province. It's in Nova Scotia. Mm, there's literally one Nova Scotia city I know, and it's Halifax. Yeah, it's wrong. Uh, it's Antigonish. <laughs> Antigonish, Nova Scotia. They've got 12 titles there uh, for the X Men. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh, I'm also, I assume you're familiar with the lovely hamlet of Sackville, New Brunswick. Uh, yeah, uh, summer there each year, of course. Josh? We're head kind of Sackville. That's the home of the it. Mount Allison Mounties. Perfect. You said you wanted Mounties. Here they are. They've won six titles in the 58-year history of the trophy. Good. Uh, the final team in the conference is Bishop's Gators. But not Gators oh. like Alligators. No, no, no. Gators, G-A-I-T-E-R-S. the hell is a Gators G A I Is that somebody who walks differently? <laughs> <laughs> um, a Gator, uh, sir, is... Um, Uh, Gator actually refers to a boot covering worn by Anglican bishops uh, until the beginning of the 20th century. Um, They're they're named after a piece of a shoe. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Josh, um, bishops gators, uh, not the greatest. um, You know, uh, and the bishops gators are... Uh, is the final team in this conference. And, Josh, we already s- determined that York are the Canadian Kansas. Mm-hmm. Josh, Bishops is, in fact, the Canadian Indiana. Okay. Now, I, I say this not just because you said Indiana earlier. Like, I actually had re- Indiana written down in my notes. <laughs> what? Yeah. A, they're awful at football. <laughs> B, they have two trophy games. Love it. In this case, they've got the Mayor's Cup contested annually between Bishops and Sherbrooke, et Ur, and they play in the amazingly named Big Bowl, B-I-G-G, <laughs> the Big Bowl. Uh, they play in the Big Bowl against the X-Men, St. Francis Xavier. Um, as you can probably imagine, their record is absolute trash in both of them.
0: Well, naturally,
1: why would you bother to win any of your bowl games? You know, uh, it, based in the Lenoxville Quebec, which I know is not exactly a football hotbed, but then again, it's hard to recruit when your stadium holds 2,200 people. (laughs) Um, The AUS, also the smallest conference in the league, Uh, they're actively recruiting new programs. Uh, Looks like in the near future, the Université du Moncton will be joining the league.
0: Nice. Um, Um, Are these scholarship players, or
1: how does this work? Uh, yes, there are scholarships, but not nearly as many. Fair enough. Um, but anyhow, let's take a look now, Josh, at what happened this past year, the 2017 season. It was a great one. Yeah, it uh, was. But let's uh, just quickly go over, um, how, uh, how we get to a national champion in their format. The winner of each of the, f- of the four conferences has a single elimination playoff. But becoming conference champion is very different in Canada than it is in the U.S. In three of the four conferences, conference champions are determined by a single elimination playoff, where either the top four or top six teams in each conference get to play in a conference playoff. Uh, Um, So
0: uh, that would be like the Big Ten
1: title game having two uh, legends and two leaders. It would basically be, so what would happen, there would be a Big Ten semifinal. And then they would play for the what what is their trophy name? Is it name like the they're like smartly named like the Paterno Trophy or something like that? <laughs> um, yeah, I
0: think they took his name off of it.
1: Okay, well I think that was the coach of the year trophy anyway. Well, it's whatever whatever trophy they play for. They play for the big they play for the big cup. <laughs> Well, the, well, no, the big bowl. Sir, yeah. we just went over the big bowl. But I also, um, I also like that I said legends and leaders, and you chose to ignore. Well, Of course, Josh. I mean, uh, it, it's, it would only be Canadian to change up uh, conference affiliations uh, at seemingly on a whim. Um, anyhow. Um, So, top four, top six from each uh, conference gets in the conference playoff. Each conference plays for their own trophy, as you'll recall. And the winners of each league square off in the two national semifinal games, which are the UTech Bowl and the Mitchell Bowl. Run that by
0: me again or one one, one
1: second? Okay. Every conference has a regular season. During the regular season, eight to ten games are played. Uh, Mostly in your own uh, in your own conference, all right? So you uh, play
0: all the other teams in your conference, pretty yes.
1: much. Uh, um, in some leagues twice. Okay. Uh, in RSEC, uh, you play every game. You play every team twice. Perfect. Okay. Um. So. So like, it's almost like college basketball. So you play everyone a bunch of times. And then, then you're, little, which gives you your seating for your conference tournament.
0: All right. So then the winners of the, the four little conference tournaments then advance, right? Yes.
1: yes they, they advance to the two national semifinal games, which okay. are the, the UTEC Bowl and the Mitchell Bowl. Okay. So that's where I got
0: confused because I was not expecting the semifinals to be named for bowl games.
1: Oh, yeah, they are. Um, the UTEC bowl, uh, we, we, we've got more strange trophy games here. The UTEC bowl replaced the Churchill bowl, um, which had been the former national semifinal, uh, from 1953 until, uh, 2003. Um, uh, the Mitchell bowl, the other national semifinal name replaced the Atlantic bowl in 2002. Uh, the latter of which the Atlantic bowl had been a, uh, National semifinal game since 1953. Uh, fun fact about the Mitchell Bowl, Josh. It is named after former CFL Commissioner Douglas H. Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Do you know his other claim to fame is besides being uh, CFL Commissioner? He murdered 36 people. Uh, if uh, He could get away with it because he is on the NHL Board of Governors, which is basically <laughs> royalty north of the border.
0: <laughs> so the
1: total opposite of what I guessed. <laughs> Um, so the Mitchell Bowl and UTEC Bowl now rotate where comp- uh, which conference champions play, uh, which other ones, and where they play. So, uh, for example, this past year, the Canada West champion, Calgary, uh, hosted Laval, the Laval Rouge Aor, who are the representative from RSEC um, mm-hmm. in the Mitchell Bowl. They were the host uh, because of uh, the way the, the hosting works. No matter who the Canada West champion was, was going to be the host for that game. It feels like it could have been cleaned up a little bit, like well, one seed versus four seed, two seed versus three seed. Well, they don't really have seeds, per se, once you're at the national semifinals. So next year, uh, the OUA champ, the Ontario University Athletic champ, will host the Canada West champ.
0: Okay, but, I mean, let's say let's say my boys, like Golden Griffins, mm-hmm. go 10-0. And then they have to play
1: the uh, Mitchell Bowl all the way across the country. I mean. Well, Josh, it's funny that you mentioned that because that happened this year. and We're going to get to that.
0: I, I'm, I'm, I'm frankly going to be pissed. I mean, my, my Griffin's, I live and breathe. Uh, whatever school football team was
1: named the Griffins. Uh, <laughs> you can't even remember which one was the Griffins. There's been
0: a lot of alliteration. John, so I'm going to assume that it was uh Glengarry
1: university Griffins. It was a uh, golf, the Gulf Griffins. Oh, I knew it was with a G. All right. Um, well, yeah. So he, um, so next year, the Ontario university athletics champ will host a Canada West champ. Okay. Um uh, so another
0: another thing I've noticed is, so you said there were some in season trophy games. Let's okay. say you're, let's say you're the uh, Dinos. Okay, Calgary. Yeah. So you got, let's say you play a rivalry game with a trophy. So you get one there. Then let's say you win your regular
1: season title. Do you get a
0: t- trophy
1: then? Yep. Okay. Then you win your little conference title game trophy. Yep. Uh, no, so you get you get a trophy for whatever re- regular rivalry games you have. Okay, and conference, then your conference uh, the conference tournament. Okay, and, and then and the semifinal, the, the national semifinal, and the national final.
0: Okay, so you could win four trophies, and you've played like
1: thirteen games on the year. Um. So if we go back, um, if uh, if we remember how uh, pathetic, um. Uh, if we want to remember how pathetic the Lions were, um, uh, they have two trophy games that don't count, uh, that that are just like conference trophy games. So in a year, they could win five trophy games. They could win five trophies in 13 games. <laughs> so, yeah, trophies, they really love them north of the border. Anyhow. Yeah, that's, that's an absurd amount. That's almost 50% of your games. So the winner of the Utech Bowl and the winner of the Mitchell Bowl – square off in the Vanier Cup. Uh, that has The Vanier Cup has decided the Canadian national champion since 1965. Uh, the trophy itself, named after Georges Vanier, uh, who was the former governor general of Canada. Josh, uh, you're, you're a you know, history, politics guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does governor general do? What
0: does the governor general do? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they oversee the general by being the governor.
1: Uh, close. They are basically the Canadian liaison to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah, that's essentially. Um, they are at the Queen's beck and call, and they serve uh, at Her Majesty's pleasure. Uh,
0: fun fact: George Vignet, Canada's second deadliest serial killer, he's killed thirty-five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, he. Uh, so this year's Vignet Cup was won by the Western Mustangs, who defeated La Bluge bon, et Or. Um, but how did we get there? So, uh, during the regular season, Laval, uh, won the five-team Réseau du Sport étudiant du Québec conference, going 7-1 during the regular season. Nice clutch. In the benefits of a five-team league. You play everyone twice. Um, then they went on to smoke Sherbrooke 45-0 in the RSEC semifinals. Good. And avenged their only defeat on the season to uh, the Montreal Carabin, winning the Dunsmore Cup 25-22. Yeah, Ooh, another great score, man. What's with these random-ass scores? 25-22? Oh, yeah. Um uh, they go into the National Tournament as the one seed. Um, did it, they miss, like, three-point afters, and then the other team went for a two-point conversion to try to not, get a I did not. I did not look into that. Uh, the actual, I did not break down the score by score.
0: Yeah, I'm going to need you to look at these Canadian box scores the next time we
1: talk um, oh. uh, On the other half of the bracket, Western, they had a first-round buy um, in the OUA uh, in, to get to the Yates Club. Uh, because their eleven-team league has the top six get into the playoffs, three plays six, four plays five, then one plays the lo- uh, the lowest seed, two plays the highest remaining seed, um, and finally you get to the Yates Cup. Um, they had a first-round bye, and then they proceeded to wipe the floor with your Griffins of Gulf and Wilfred Laurier by a combined score of one forty-one to forty-four. Griffins. <laughs> um, they, uh, Western Ontario, the only undefeated team in the regular season in the entire country, the average score of their games, 48 to 13. Yeah. You know what? Bam, I didn't play them. Um... The, they go into the national uh, tournament as the number two seed. At the UTEC Bowl, the Western uh, Mustangs put an absolute beat down uh, like you have never seen, Josh. And this is uh, where we get to the hosting thing because they had to travel to Raymond Field in Wolfville, Nova Scotia. Yeah, You just don't walk to Raymond Field. I mean, we've been saying that for decades. Well, Josh, temperature kicked off a lovely 37 degrees uh, for the 2 p.m. local kick. Uh, They were hosted by the Acadia Axemen. Yes! Uh, the Acadia Axemen—they have won. Uh, they had just won the Loney Bowl in overtime over Saint Mary's after a huge controversy about ineligible players on Saint Mary's. Uh, that had to go to Superior Court in Ontario. The game was rescheduled three days after it was supposed to have been played because of legal com- uh, because of legal conflicts.
0: What? <laughs> yep.
1: Oh so, my God! Uh, so you know, um, how like, is I'm this like not? Front page news. Uh, so what ha- so then what happens is that Acadia, uh, you know, because of the way the Bulls are rotated, they are hosting the winner of the OUA, who are, like I said, the undefeated uh, Western Mustangs. Okay. They went into no- Wolfville, and uh, they proceeded on this lovely day to win by a final score of 81-3. to 3. Whoa. That is a bit of a score. Right. Later that day in Calgary, Alberta, one thousand eight hundred and forty five were in the stands to see the hosting dinos of calgary lose a tough one to the uh, number one overall seed laval a o so home teams lost both national semifinals this year yikes this set up the Vanier Cup final uh which was played uh do you want to guess uh where it was played Josh the Vanier Cup final
0: where it was played yep. Is it not played the same place every year? They like mix it, it up? Uh,
1: yeah, it rotates like the national championship game site. Like. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see. It's probably at a big stadium,
0: probably a CFL stadium. So I got to go with my boys, the Aluettes.
1: They played it in Montreal. Oh, good! Uh, CFL Stadium was in the right track, except they played at Tim Hortons Field. Where else would they play? Oh, uh, of course. Hamilton, Ontario, home of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Nice. Uh, Western Ontario, uh, very uh, relatively close to uh, relatively close to Hamilton. Uh, they were able to keep their perfect season alive. Ran away in the second half, defeating the Aura thirty-nine to seventeen. And there you have it, Josh. A quick tour down. Canadian college football I had no idea that there was even Canadian oh college yeah football. oh yeah
0: Wow um, so question about
1: Canadian football listening
0: so I uh, went over to the Venier Cup page real quick I'm scrolling through some of the scores and uh, back in 2004 the 40th one uh, Laval beat Saskatchewan seven to one so how do you get one point in Canadian football
1: as a, we hear you typing I literally have absolutely <laughs> no idea a single point is awarded when the ball is kicked into the end zone by any legal means other than a convert successful not of or a successful field goal and the receiving team does not return kick or kick the ball out of its own end zone
0: so on so any kick other than like the point after conversion you're saying uh or a design field goal okay so if you punt it it's a kick right I do believe so. You punch it through the uprights. That's a point. Opening kickoff. That's a that's a point. Uh, After a safety, a free kick. That's a point. That is really cool. Why don't we have that? Because on windy days, kickers are already trying to kick it through the uprights just Mm -hmm. for fun. Yeah, a point to it. I love it. That's
1: also really
0: that feels more humiliating to lose seven to one than seven nothing. Because that means on like. You know, you didn't score, so you never had a kickoff. So that means either on a, a punt or the opening kickoff of a half, you kicked it through the upright. That was it. Yep, that would be fantastic. Ooh, here's another one. In 2010, Laval also won. They beat Calgary 29-2. Now I'm wondering if that was a safety situation or a two-kick-through-the-upright
1: situation. I'm sure there's a uh, there's a page um, That's awesome. two was uh, was a safety.
0: Okay, that better explains some of those weird scores we heard. Mm-hmm. To know that you can get a single point at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like 25, you could do uh, when we were joking about that, you could do uh, three touchdowns to get up to 21 you hit a field goal and then along the way you bag the pot through boom 25 there you have it Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome
1: thank you yeah. so i uh, hope you enjoyed that i did I did All right. immensely well yeah, i know you have a party to get off to um and i, I have some tennis to go watch so uh, let's wrap that up here um so thanks for uh coming on this trip down memory lane memory, memory lane i can't even talk today memory lane canadian football will do that you know on the short punt uh, on behalf of uh, our good friend and traffic blogger from big 10 accounting josh cook up in the windy city this is the professor in nashville saying so long and see you next time on the illegal motion college football podcast thanks for listening to the illegal motion college football podcast to get in touch with the show, email us at IllegalMotionPodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at Illegal underscore Motion. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.